1: If the same politicians who refuse to act then Are going to try to come back today
2: The real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust Lies in the, in, in the principles and the goals that you're striving for When the
1: powerful use their position to bully others We all
2: lose
3: A system of justice
1: will be the richer For diversity of background and experience
2: All right, Kaylin, it's time for our final crooning session Here we go Here we go And correction! Hello, everybody. It's me, Miss Cracker. I'm here with my co-pilot, Caitlin, and it's time for She's a Woman! She's a Woman is a podcast for every human being who looks into the mirror and says she's a woman. And for the people who love them. Every week, even when we're across the pond for a little time in London... We talk to incredible women of all kinds from all walks of life and invite them to share their stories with you, our incredible listeners, and that's exactly what we're going to do today, Caitlin. However, we have a bittersweet announcement today. Yes, we do. Listeners, we have reached the end of season one, making this a season finale for our bright-eyed and bushy-tailed project, possibly a series finale you see when we started she's a woman podcast we had two goals one to amplify the voices of incredible women of all kinds from all walks of life and two to get ourselves and everyone else through the worst of the pandemic with good stories good news and a little laughter today caitlin i'm sitting at this tiny desk in a london hotel with you I feel like we have accomplished both of those goals in the most wonderful way. We have shared portraits of over 40 incredible women. We have delved into over 40 heartwarming headlines. And now from where we stand, we see that the pandemic has not ended, but it has shifted. And for the first time in years, we are able to venture out into the world. So we really did provide comfort through some crucial weeks, months, almost years crates.
1: Yeah, and we kept ourselves sane.
2: Yeah, too, we did. It.
1: Reminding each other that there's so many things we still have yet to learn, so many new people we have yet to meet, and that there's always animals doing great things out there. <laughs> you know,
2: I forgot that it was also like, we had like some psychotherapy sessions uh, yeah. at the beginning of our yeah, podcast too. Yeah, for sure. like. Talking about our goals, you know what yeah, I, mean? Like, I mean?
1: We should like go listen to those old episodes, check in on those goals because I don't really remember what they were. Well, but. Like,
2: like this year we had some book goals. Like I wanted to read two books a month and I have held to my goal. I'm on track with two books a month. That's a That's book amazing. every two weeks yeah, yeah. when last year was not so great. No, it and, was like
1: a book every two months <laughs> maybe. Right, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And you're reading like what?
1: I wanted to do 75 books. So I'm a little behind, <laughs> but I think I can catch up.
2: You think you can catch up? You've dwarfed me. Like, yeah, like, your... like, like
1: pace-wise, I'm probably about three books behind, but I think if I have some good, some good reading moments, yeah. I could catch myself back up and get on track to 75 books.
2: In any case, today is going to be a little bit different. Instead of running a single interview, we're actually going to be running two interviews, two catch-up chats with some of our favorite guests on the show just to investigate where they were when we first found them and what they've been up to since their episode aired. I can't think of a better way to celebrate what we've been doing here, looking at women's stories as we always do, but most importantly, looking for hope of a bright future for everyone. So, Caitlin, let's talk about this. Like... Where did we start with this podcast? Because your memory is better than mine. Do you remember <laughs> when we started and like what the world was like and what we were like at that time?
1: When did we start? Is it like I think we started our interviews in December of 2020? Right. But I wanna say it
2: Oh wait, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we have a knock on our door. <laughs> uh, what's up? Hello, you service? Me- no! Okay.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> Let's uh, do
2: A little ambiance. We really are in a hotel room in London. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, you're
1: right. It was. But just... I, I think it was like we started recording December 2020 or some or around yeah. then. and and
2: then we wanted to run it to December 2021. I um,
1: think Something like that Yeah. now it's
2: 2022 We're a little off track I know We're, we're definitely
1: <laughs> off track Honestly um, We started touring again And we just Kind of Yeah I don't know Maybe we aren't good at managing Our time management skills
2: I guess That's what uh, I wanted to say though Is when we started this We were like Dead in the water
1: yeah, and we then, needed something to feel inspired to do yeah. and feel inspired by. So, because this, we went through so much with all the entire entertainment industry right. being shut during COVID, we we wanted something to get us up in the morning.
2: And this is our way to talk to, you. this was our way to talk to you. and it's been really incredible to have this together. And I don't know, I like like you said we started this to keep ourselves from going insane and now we have what we wanted we have tours and um gigs and yeah. we hope that you out there listening to us are doing your thing too and that you're loving what you're doing and that you too are finding that the world is opening up and that the things that you love are more possible that the people you love are more accessible yeah
1: yeah for sure anyway
2: caitlyn I want to dive right into our weekly interview segment, but first I have a little treat for you. Okay, Um,
1: our last good news. Our last
2: good news. (laughs) Listeners, as you may know, every week we do a little segment called Here's the Good News, where we share positive stories torn from the headlines, (laughs) Caitlin. The (laughs) idea is that they'll bring you, our listeners, a little hope during these difficult times. And this week our news is all about our changing world. To start, I should say this, Caitlin. As we've said before, when we launched this podcast, the world, and especially our city, had come to a halt. Streets were empty, restaurants were closed. I could see flags flying at half-mast from my window in my living room. But here's the good news. Things are finally beginning to shift here in New York, and they probably are in your hometown too. For example, I remember walking through Times Square on a hike down the island of Manhattan one day in 2020 and seeing absolutely no one, not a single person. According to the New York Times, though, Times Square is buzzing again with more than 330,000 pedestrians on the busiest days. And that's nearly 80% of the foot traffic before the pandemic. So you did a walk, too, through Manhattan, didn't you, during the pandemic?
1: I did. It was a little Bit further into the pandemic, so it wasn't like deserted, deserted, but it was like we were walking the entire city with our mask on because it was still yeah you were still wearing mask outdoors even yeah so that's definitely a change. I feel like there's not a lot of outdoor mask wearing happening anymore in New yeah. York, and probably not in most places yeah. if you're outside,
2: right? And you could also I think I walked with you. On that hike, a little uh-huh. bit, you could see how many places had closed, especially restaurants and,
1: yeah, and beloved was, coffee yeah, shops. Places we would walk by and we'd be like, "Oh my god, they went out of business." Yeah, yeah, or, or places that everything was still only outdoor dining then too. Right. Yeah.
2: So it was like. Emptier, a little sadder. Places Mm -hmm. that we loved were closed. And some places that we didn't even know about had signs on their doors like, thanks for 84 years. I know. (laughs) It's like so sad. (sighs) Um, But that's changing. Businesses are opening back up too. Midtown Manhattan, the heart of our city with all its skyscrapers, used to be an empty shell. Now offices are returning to life. Restaurants are returning to life. Parks are returning to life. (laughs) That's Everyone, the, it is 5 p.m. 5 p.m. The bell is tolling in our little boutique <laughs> hotel. <laughs> anyway, businesses, restaurants, parks are returning to life. In Bryant Park, the lunch crowd swelled to 3,500 people a day last month, or about 83% of its level in 2019, according to the Bryant Park Corporation, a nonprofit. It is offering salsa, swing, and foxtrot parties, an expanded outdoor reading room, and a full lineup of summer movie nights. And as you're listening to this, listeners, I'm hoping I'm hoping. You're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're listening to this, my dear listeners, I hope that your town is opening up too, that your parks and your businesses and your restaurants. Kayla, stop laughing at me. <laughs>
1: I didn't realize that you put opening, opening, (laughs) opening together. Oh, my God. We're losing it.
2: We're losing it. You can hear that we're happy, everybody. You can hear that we are having a good Uh, time. I mean... Damn it, we're in London, our favorite place to be in the world, and we've uh, and, been kept from it uh, in so long. We and...
1: gotta go to the Bryant Park movie nights.
2: Yeah, we do. Let's do it. Join us, everybody. Yeah. We will be going to Bryant Park for movie nights. Yeah, for pic- this we're, summer. we're gonna
1: do a picnic.
2: Yeah, we can do. I-, I will bring the rosé yeah. and some crackers and cheese. Even though my doctor says that that's why my cholesterol is so high, uh, is I don't <laughs> eat anything but crackers and cheese. But anyway, um, we wanted to send our love basically everybody. uh tell you that our city is blossoming again and that we're seeing the world be a little bit of a brighter place. And if we play our cards right, we might see the world open up ever more in the coming months. So here's hoping for that. But for now, let's take a little break. Okay, we're back. Now, before we continue, let me say this. If you enjoy your time with us today, make sure to rate and review this podcast. We have always loved reviews. We, I know. Always we will, will and, love yeah, reviews. And, and we,
1: will, we will miss them as we
2: move forward. Yeah.
1: But you could still send us nice notes just about our general yeah. persona.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can. And also, if you uh, want to comment about how your hometown is opening up and yeah. changing and how things are changing for you, feel free to do that. I mean, we want to hear from you. So just go into Any of the apps that stream podcasts and rate and review, and we'll look at them because we're like that. They
1: make us happy, yeah. We're a little bit
2: narcissistic. We need Uh, validation. Yeah. We love reviews, in short. In fact, we love them so much, we're going to read one of our favorite reviews at the end of the show, possibly.
1: Maybe. We're going to dig in there and see if there is one.
2: Um, But now it's time for the meat Not the potatoes, Caitlin.
1: But the meat. (laughs) The meat
2: of the show are interviews. We have two interviews lined up today and I can't wait to dive in. All right, so everybody, our first call is with Sarah Silverman, owner of the extremely popular Funny Face Bakery on the South Street Seaport. When we first talked to Sarah, she was a blossoming entrepreneur with one dream and one storefront to fulfill it. Now she's taking things a step further, so we just had to check in. Sarah, I'm going to ask you what I always ask. Where are you? How are you? (laughs) What are you doing? What's going on?
3: Hi, Miss Cracker. First off, I love you.
2: I love you too. I'm so glad that we met okay, in this podcast.
3: <laughs> I know we. I feel like we we definitely uh, hit it off. I mean, we still need to get drinks soon, but you've yep. just been traveling around the world. Um, okay, so the gossip. Um, since we last spoke, I moved into a 4,000 square foot production space where we make all of our cookies in Dumbo. We opened up our store in Wall Street in the seaport, um, which has been a huge success. And then um, two months ago, we opened up our store on Lafayette right near Soho. So it's a lot has happened since we last spoke.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. Now, for comparison, when we talked, you had one storefront um, in the West Village.
3: Yes, I don't like to talk about that because it was just, I mean, I was really just starting out brand new after COVID, and uh, it was the cheapest thing I could find. It was always cold in there. I was always trying to get hot water. It was not fun, so we can't talk about it.
2: Oh, but no, it's great to talk about that because just to mention it, because look how far you've come. and in a time when things are really difficult for small businesses, growing businesses, I should say. So you've opened a storefront on the Seaport and on Wall Street. Can you talk about the new space um, in the Wall Street area and what that has been like?
3: Yeah, it it kind of just happened. Um, I was actually talking to the people who run the Seaport before COVID, and then I reached back out to them like, um, after well not after COVID, but like 2021 like hey what's up and they said hey we need funny face bakery at the seaport and we got the store ready in three weeks uh my two partners and i and um i got this really cute jewelry case off of um Facebook marketplace that it just looks so beautiful. And if I got it made, it'd be probably like $20,000, but I got it like for an amazing price and it's been a big hit. And let's see. uh, Then now in Lafayette, we just opened it Um, this time. We actually had a very talented interior designer design it. um, Madeline Ringo and it looks like you're walking into Polly Pocket's house. It's a dream come true.
2: Now that could be said of both of your spaces because they both have the Ms. Cracker approved pastels and like lavender and pale pink and mint green. And is that the vibe for the new space as well?
3: Oh, of course. Um, Thank you so much for your approval. That really means a lot.
2: Oh, absolutely. When we walked into the opening party for your uh, South Street <laughs> Seaport store, we were like, oh my gosh, I feel like uh, this is the womb that gave me birth. Like this is this is all of my style comes out of this palette. So yeah, we it's actually, really beautiful.
3: We had a very funny interaction when you came to that party. <laughs> yes, we did.
2: Can you tell our listeners about that interaction a little bit?
3: Can we please? Um, yes. Hmm, I feel like... all. Start I'll start in the beginning, and I feel like you say best in the end. So I'll say, yep. like, you know, I'm working the front. I'm it was for friends and family, and of course, I had to invite Miss Cracker. And um, you know, I'm I'm handing out cookies to all my friends, and I I see like, you know, this cute guy, and I'm like, I don't know, is this guy crashing my party? And I kind of give him <laughs> a dirty look. I'm like, this yeah. is my party.
2: And I was like, <laughs> hello, it's me. And you were like, uh <gasps> <laughs>
3: what oh 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 <laughs> oh god i can't believe i just gave you a dirty look <laughs> 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 i it was like honestly one of the funniest things that just because i've never seen you like not as miss cracker so it was definitely uh, an experience but it was so yeah. funny <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was, it was really great when we got to take a, a little Polaroid of you for my Polaroid project yeah, um, that I, I was doing it. at that time. And I don't know, it was a wonderful opening. You have wonderful people around you. Um, and just so much, like, it, I, in my memory, I was thinking that we had talked after you had opened your South Street Seaport location already. But you're right, when I think back to the, the podcast, you hadn't even done that yet. And so you've grown so much and what does it, what does it mean to you to have that huge, like 4,000 square foot um, space to create your work in? Like what, how has that made things different?
3: So sad. I feel like so much has happened in the past year and like so much has happened. And I feel like, I haven't done, even though everyone's like, I told this to my friend, they're they're like, Sarah, you've done so much. I'm like, what? I feel like I I haven't done much. And my dad's like, because there's still so much to do, but it's weird. It's, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome, but I know we've done so, we've done an insane amount of accomplishments, but it feels like I have not done enough yet.
2: Yeah. Okay. Talk. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Let's get into therapy. Because that implies, all right, that implies that you haven't let any of this sink in yet. And I wonder if you have any ideas about why you're not absorbing it. Do you think it's really because it's not big enough or because you're just not appreciating it enough? I'm wondering where you, where you stand on that.
3: I kind of wish that I would like to remember how far I've come, but it's, mm. it's just so difficult I mean, of course, I love it. I wouldn't trade anything for this. Like, I'm so happy and I'm so blessed that I got to do this. But I don't like to think back on it because it reminds me of the struggles, the tears, the long hours I worked, um, the 24 hours, um, not going to friends' birthday parties and yeah, so I don't let it sink in because I don't want to think about it.
2: <laughs> that's, you know what, that's really interesting because I feel like I understand you because... Really? Yeah, people talk about these past couple of years and they're like, oh, well, look at how many tours you've done since things have opened up. Isn't that so wonderful? And I'm like, yeah, it is, but I don't really think about... That because all of that was just a struggle to get out of the the debt and the depression and the do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean like I all do. of those tours yeah all of those tours could have should have been great and they really 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 were but I'm looking forward because I want to do even bigger things now and i so i i I totally get you, and I think maybe that's the thing about our personalities that makes us work so hard is because we're like we have those little uh what the, do they call them like a peaky blinders on horses where like they can only look forward yes. like that's that's yeah. us we're just like we're just like we have to think about the next thing. It's kind of
3: sad though. I wish that I could remember it, but I don't, it like, it really like brings me back and kind of triggers me. And I used to love reading like entrepreneurial books and now I'll read them. And I like, I'm reading my life and I don't want to read them because it like, it's like, I feel the stress. Yeah. It's so, so yes, we're just looking ahead. We're not thinking about the past.
2: For me, I want to write a new one woman show. I'm working on it right now. Um, and I want to take it on the road across the UK, across America, wherever I can take it um, because it's all about foolishness and happiness and I really want to be living in that right now um, because I've I've done enough shows about the the suffering and the and the sort of like downside of life and sort of like making fun of myself and I really want to, create something that's going to make me happy, make my audience super happy, make everyone laugh and leave with a smile. Because if you look at the world right now, um, I, it is a cliche that I get tired of hearing, but we do need to escape every once in a while. We do need to take a breather so that we can actually participate in the world the following morning, if that makes sense. Um, yeah,
3: it's funny you say that. Cause I think we do need that. And, my partners and I talk about that also about our business, especially with um, a lot of business are getting into politics and sharing their views, which I think is totally great. But um, yeah, we, we think like with our business, we want it to be an escape also. So we're like, okay, let's not, even though it's funny, we started out being a political business, but now we're like, let's try to let this be an escape. So I think, yeah, I think a lot of, Um, I think there definitely needs to be a balance of businesses and entertainers where there could be an escape.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because it, I I think so many people view escape as avoidance, but if you just allow yourself a little bit of escape every once in a while, that's not avoidance. That's just like hitting refresh, I think in a way. So obviously thinking about you looking forward all the time I want to pry a little bit and I don't want you to give away secrets about the near future but I want to know what's that that big ring that you want to grab that's ahead of you what's the like biggest dream that you could have for funny face and this business that you have that makes so many people happy
3: Wow. Well, first off, I'm so excited about your new venture. I definitely cannot wait to see. It sounds amazing.
2: I'm going to do it in Provincetown this summer. So if we have any time to escape, um, you could you should come to Provincetown and come and see it. But I otherwise, come
3: I'll, into Provincetown. Uh, that's it.
2: Uh, otherwise, I'll bring it to your front door. <laughs>
3: <That would> be... <laughs> For, anyway, that go that on. Yeah. Be easier. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, so let's see. Um, Okay, so we are known for these decorated sugar cookies, which mm. are amazing. Like nobody else makes them like us. I mean, no, even people just say the colors we pick, the designs—it's just our style, and they're so cool. But okay, I—I I mean, we came up with this uh, amazing gooey. Did I ever? Yeah, you've had our gooey chocolate chip cookies, right?
2: They are so addictive. And-
3: yeah. <sighs>
2: Each one is like a full meal, but you end up having two full meals somehow. (laughs) Those cookies are so delicious. Yes. Uh, Very familiar with them.
3: (laughs) So, and not a lot of people are because, you know, the decorated cookies are the spotlight, but I really want to spread the word about our gooey cookies.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is, listeners, if you are in the New York City area, or even if you're not, fly, because they're... (laughs) gooey cookies are which come in multiple flavors um are so delicious and even when you're not there and this is how i sort of um like got a whiff of what you were up to sarah um we drop by the seaport because we always have work down there and we pick up those uh gooey delicious chocolate chip cookies and one time we walked by and we asked you know, you know, is Sarah here? And they like everyone that was there sort of looked at each other in this way. I was like, Sarah's up to something big right now. So, uh, <laughs> that's a, kind of how I got a clue that you were moving on to even bigger, uh, even bigger things. This wow.
3: Year. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Cracker. I'm, important and busy so yes. yeah I'm sorry we love that you know. we love that <laughs> you could have texted me <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah we always try to surprise you oh, um, I know oh my god it's so cool
3: I love it's it it's gonna
2: be we're gonna call enough of that um, this uh, coming summer and we're gonna finally Make some latkes together. Have some drinks. Yes, we um, are. We're
3: gonna we need do the that. hora together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have some well, Chevits.
2: Exactly. Well, don't push it that yeah. far. I, can't, I, no. I can I right. can have an entire chocolate chip cookie oh, from your bakery, <laughs> but I cannot have something as sweet as manishevitz <laughs> on top of it. Like <laughs> you don't want me to pass out. <laughs> okay. But I just, I just Sorry. wanted to like catch up with you and let our listeners know that our guests have been doing incredible things. You certainly have been. And, um, I can't wait to see what you do next because you always have something up your sleeve. And Oh my
3: God. Can I just say about also, you. Yeah. um, Miss Cracker. So we just, before COVID, we were doing a lot of things with celebrities. We were really building up the hype about us. COVID happened. Everyone kind of like, you know, forgot a little bit and we reached out to you and you were the one who really put us back on the map you know when we oh did gosh. that record label i mean you know the record together so yeah you know you are forever in funny face bakery's heart and you are vip for life
2: well thank you so much and you have brought joy not only to me and to caitlin But to my family as well, you are part of our household in such a big (laughs) way. Yeah, my my mother and her crochet animals, and my sister and her son—they just, they all just love a package from Funny Face Bakery um, as much as we love to come down and visit you. So, uh, thank you for bringing us joy, and I'm hearing that we helped put you on the map or contributed to that in any way really makes me, makes me a very happy, happy lady, a very happy drag queen. Yeah.
3: We love you, Miss Cracker. You're great.
2: Well, take care. And, uh, we hope, well, I know we'll be talking to you very soon.
3: We will.
2: Okay. So our second call today is with Kat Cohen. When we first talked to this comedian, comedienne she had just published sometimes witty sometimes poignant poetry now her career has taken a little twist and that's why we want to catch up with her today so miss cohen how Uh, are you doing where are you what's going on tell me about it
0: i am so thrilled to be here thank you for having me I am in my apartment in New York City as I just told you I just froze my eggs this morning I just got my little egglets suckled out of me so that I can have a daughter when I turn 65
2: I'm ready I'm ready for the daughter (laughs) can I ask do you know what her name is yet
0: oh that's such a great question no I have to first figure out what I want to name my a dog I get eventually and then I'll move on to kids
2: And what's your current dog's name, just so we can be clear? Well, this
0: is my brother's dog that I'm watching right now. His name is Lunchbox. How cute is that? Perfect.
2: Yeah. I always wanted a dog named Pasta.
0: That is so cute. I was like one text away from getting (laughs) a a puppy. I always say pomegranate, a puppy Pomeranian, and I was going to name her Miss Baby. And then everyone in my life was like, stop. You cannot have a puppy right now. You need to get control of your life and stop talking about Miss Baby. (laughs)
2: wait so do you have control of your life yet that's what i want to ask i'm
0: definitely getting there i'm getting there i mean i i'm really proud of myself for getting my shit together and doing the egg freezing thing because i talked about it for a long time and now um they'll be in the freezer whenever i'm ready to to think about that i'm not ready at all obviously we're laughing we're laughing.
2: We're laughing. We're having a great time. I'm having some Prosecco.
0: I love that.
2: So when we last talked to you, as I said, you had just released some poetry, which, as I said, was absolutely like poignant at some times, at some times very witty and very irreverent. And now you've moved on to a whole different level. And can you can you tell us what your recent projects have been for everyone who's missed it?
0: Oh my god, I'm so honored. I um yeah, I've put out my first Netflix special. So I taped a show I've been doing in New York for like almost five years called The Twist She's Gorgeous. And we taped it for Netflix in September and then it came out a few months ago. So I'm so thrilled. It very much was, you know, we were supposed to tape in 2020, so it's one of those things that I'm just you know, my brain is now broken and I have a completely different worldview. And I'm just so excited that it's out there that I'm just beyond thrilled. It's been amazing.
2: So does it feel good to be able to, does it feel like you're able to leave something behind now that's been following you around? Does that feel like (laughs) cathartic?
0: Totally. And now I can move on, you know, I'm not doing any, I'm not performing any of that material anymore. So now I'm writing new jokes and working on a new hour. And that feels good, as you know. I mean, some of those jokes I wrote, like, in you know 2015 which just feels insane now to right. be saying them i'm like i'm a yeah. new person
2: yeah i did i filmed my special in june of last year and it's just Heaven. just one year ago but it feels like a whole lifetime and right. i'm so glad to let go I, I went on tour with those jokes love them god bless them but i'm just so glad to be able to leave them behind and with the special coming out this summer um on whatever platform it comes out on we'll find out surprise surprise did, me. do you
0: have like a did you have a little bit of a post-taping depression because you're like release you like give you like have like a postpartum vibes
2: can we talk about that? That's yeah. what, my, that's what my, uh, my mother is a painter, and she always talks oh. about the postpartum vibes of when you create something that you feel like it really represents you, and then you're like, wait, am I ever going to create something that represents me again? Like, totally. d- did you feel that after your special? Because uh-huh. I definitely felt it after mine.
0: Yeah, well, we threw that fabulous party. You were there. You were a hit. Everyone was so – people were screaming, like, screaming when they saw you at the party. It was so fun. Um, I was so happy to be there. It was such a great night. But after that, I woke up the next morning, like, so hungover, so – I just started crying, like, but I didn't know why. But it was truly just releasing – yeah, this thing that I had – It like, it was everything. It summed up my entire life up to that point almost. And so now I'm like – so I had, you know, what, 25-ish years to do the first one, and now I have, like – Another, i was supposed to do it again in like a year. That's crazy. Yeah,
2: that's, crazy. that's how I feel too. Yeah, right? I was like, yeah, I have like 35 years of jokes um, mm-hmm. ready. I've been telling them since first grade, and then now I have to come up with something that uh, sums up this last <laughs> era. Like this last era being only a year. So exactly. I'm like, do you feel like? Uh, do you feel like you have to come up with a whole new structure? or a whole new point of view or do you feel like you're gonna just dive in right where you left off
0: yeah i just feel like it, i kind of was already i'm always sort of trying to come up with new things and i'm just not thinking too much about what someone else might see and just going off of how the new stuff feels to me what does right. your mom say about the painting process
2: well she says that you you have to recognize that the postpartum feeling is going to happen and you Mm -hmm. have to embrace it and you can't try to create within that space so let yourself have that moment of grief let yourself Mm -hmm. have that moment of confusion and hormonal craziness and then when it feels right dive in again don't try to force yourself to create when your your body and your psyche is not prepared so I feel like I feel like recognizing that is so important when you're burnt out you can get lost in that feeling that you have nothing else to offer when really that's just a moment does that make sense
0: Uh, too much sense yeah I was really down I upped the Prozac that helped I started working out more yeah we got it we got it popping off like we had to I'm finally, feel, you know, I took time to do this egg thing. I feel like I'm just trying to be okay with stepping away and taking a sec, but it's, it's scary because we're forced to be like constantly posting, constantly putting ourselves out there. Like it's a competition. And if I don't win, I'm going to die. That's hell. Why are we like this?
2: I know I, this is something that I've done for myself recently. I have decided not to open Instagram on my phone for a little while. Yes just to be like, you know what, here I am, and I'm not looking at what other people are doing. But I have to ask for you, like, was it a surreal experience to have that party? You had so many of your colleagues, you had so many of your peers, you had so many admirers there. Did it feel, when you had the launch party for your Netflix special, like, did it feel surreal?
0: Yeah, I it guess. felt like my it felt like my wedding. It's definitely better than any wedding I could have. Right to me, it felt like the stress was all around the taping, and so once it was out, I was just it was all good vibes, all celebrations. I only invited people who have been kind and supportive of me. Um, fuck the rest. And uh, yeah, my family was there. It was just a really special. Yeah, it was just about enjoying trying to enjoy the hard work I've been putting in, which is difficult to do sometimes.
2: Yeah. So, you had a really great response. Like, uh, Caitlin, my co-pilot, and I have been following the reviews and the response to your special, and there's been so much love around it, uh, especially from the New York audience that knows and loves you so much. And I wonder, how did you navigate the response around (laughs) the special? Like, how did you blind yourself to certain things? How did you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you have to be so
0: I mean, delicate
2: with yourself when you're consuming. Okay, talk about the hell. I want well,
0: to hear about the hell. Well, I think, um <laughs> it just blacked out. I think, uh, <laughs> first of all, this, first of all, it's never enough. The good praise is never enough. I'm like, I literally was sitting here like a week after being like, okay, so no one cares about the special. My boyfriend's like, shut the fuck up. You sound insane. I went on yeah. we went on vacation. We went to Colorado and every restaurant I walked in, I was like, okay, I guess no one here has seen my Netflix special. <laughs> They're like, shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. Um, yeah. So the good praise is never enough. And any little, as you know, any ounce of bad praise can like sit with you for days. But I think for this particular project, I was so... I'm so confident in it that none of the negative feedback could deter me for long. I think there are other projects. Like if I put out something new, I'm like, well, I I guess I'm just saying I would never be able to put out something that I couldn't hundred percent stand behind because I know it's going to get negative feedback, no matter what you do. Like it'd be insane if everyone was like, we love this forever. It's perfect. Like that, that would probably mean that it sucks. So you're like,
2: what's going on here? This is, where's the other shoe.
0: And I like to think I'm angering the right people. Like there were a lot of, angry men in the comments saying you know women aren't funny or someone commented "Um, I didn't know makeup could make someone uglier which is one of my favorite comments I've ever gotten. Um, One time I can be dirty on this right? One time someone said um, (laughs) this is my favorite feedback I've ever gotten. Please be dirty. Someone said I wouldn't (laughs) I wouldn't fuck her with someone else's cock. (laughs) Kind of genius honestly. I'm like you have to give it up for that one.
2: See and being a comedian means inspiring other comedians, and that's what you did there. It was you know outreach. I mean?
0: Yeah, I was doing community service. I think right. the feedback that sucks is when it's other people you respect or you like who don't seem to be you know ecstatic about it. But that's also say it with me. Jealousy. Jealousy. <laughs> Jealousy. Um. No, I, I um. I also try not to look, and I similarly to you, I, lit. I don't have Twitter on my phone, and I download the Instagram app to post, and then I delete it. And then I download it to post, delete it. There's no point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're looking.
0: Yeah. It
2: makes makes you sick. I think that (laughs) because I recognize that when I post on Instagram, I'm posting the most delicious rare steak Moments of mm-hmm. my life,
0: oh, and n-
2: none of the like uh, difficult bowel movements that I
0: have. <laughs>
2: so, when I look at other people's posts, I totally forget that somehow, and I'm like, "Oh no, their life is fully delicious." Do you know what I mean? And totally. so, I I I can't stand it, and I had to take a step. The great American artist Selena Gomez has yes. also done the same thing. She's taken a step away from social media, and she said mm-hmm. her life feels like less toxic so you know i'm like i have permission i have permission
0: absolutely um
2: so the special is out you're working on new material Mm -hmm. do you feel since we're giving a like uh birth metaphor into this (laughs) can we talk about Can we talk about the labor pains of Mm. writing a new show? Do you have, what are your labor pains of writing new material as you're going forward?
0: I think for me, I, I had to sit down and my tendency is to have like 10 million ideas that are like barely formed at all and be frustrated that I don't have a finished product in any of them. So I kind of sat down, made a list of everything I'd like to do, and then I zeroed in on like, okay, what are two or three things that I really care about? So then literally like this week, i was like okay now i'm gonna make time for like two things and the other things we'll just have to wait for now um and that's helpful for me
2: yeah just to say okay this is what's most important to me
0: yeah and that's what
2: i'm trying to do i'm trying to in my new show that i'm doing i'm trying to focus on just stuff that's silly
0: Uh like nothing that
2: mocks me because i've Mocked myself enough. <laughs> Nothing about the darkness of the pandemic because no, we've already been that. there. We've already gone over that. And I'm just trying to do like, uh, what if I uh, gave myself permission to do all of the dumb things that I thought were too foolish to do before? And uh, it sounds I like think that
0: immediately, right?
2: Exactly. I'm going to come out in a giant clamshell and <laughs> dance around like I'm an Ivor's ad. And I think that that's that's where i want to go for this moment um so what i want to ask before we let you go is um you've got the netflix special you've got the book of poetry what's something that you want to do next that you haven't achieved yet that's in the in the dream with this on the mood board for you
0: i really want to write and star in a feature yeah film with an E at the end. Film.
2: Film. Um, so
0: that's the goal. So I'm I have two kind of script ideas I'm working on and hopefully one of them will come to life one day. Wait but I was gonna ask you I'm curious do you have like a, a creative routine every day? Are you are you a routine person or like me in which you just hope one day that you'll feel inspired and then it happens and then it doesn't for three weeks?
2: Well what happens is I lay out time in my calendar mm-hmm. for writing and what writing means, in case you don't know <laughs> listeners, what writing means is walking around in circles for yep. hours. And then one day you'll write for 30 minutes and it will be like five pages of material. But in order to get there, you need to waste seven days.
0: That is so accurate. I always say it's lots of stretching on the floor too. It's like, right? It's like I don't know why I'm on the floor right now, but this feels important to the process. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay, good. That's I, think it was,
2: I think it was Ambrose Bierce that said that writing is easy. All you have to do is stare at a blank page until blood comes out of your forehead. <laughs> and, and I think I, that's the best way to describe it for me. Is oh just my like, God. It's just so like, it is not, it is not a, a fun process. People are like, do you like writing? I'm like, no, I like to have written. Exactly. And that's where I am now. I'm oh, there's those... nothing
0: better than that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I'm so glad that I did write. I'm not looking forward to writing.
0: Oh, where are you performing next?
2: I'm performing next in Salt Lake City. Oh, nice. But my one-woman show is going to be in Provincetown. It's the wow. first time I'm going to be in P-Town. I don't I've know if you've been. ever been. i, I really wanted yeah. to go. I heard it's amazing. Everyone says it's amazing. I'm so excited to see it. Um, but... I can't wait to see what I do. We'll find out. And I <laughs> can't wait to see what you do, Kat Cohen, because you are done. I'm big on done... booking the
0: dates and showing up and saying something has to, the blood has to come out of the forehead now. The forehead.
2: Yeah. Now. Right. Yeah. And that's where I am. So thank you for, oh my uh, God, thank
0: you for uh, checking this. in Thanks. with
2: us. I really appreciate it.
0: Always and, a pleasure um, to see your gorgeous face. Enjoy the Prosecco. Get some sleep because it's late where you are and I'm worried about you. One day you have to come and do a a bit at club coming on one of my shows. That'd be so fun.
2: You can't stop me. I'd really love to do that. I I have new material that I'm trying to work the kinks out of. So I'd love to do that with you. Oh yeah. As much time as you want.
0: That'd be so fun. Okay. All right. Um, Get some rest. I'll see you soon. I hope. And have a safe flight back. Enjoy your time in London.
2: Thank you, baby. We'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Caitlin. Those were our interviews today. And... Two of our favorite ladies are doing yeah. so well and in New their Yorkers. Lives. New Yorkers. We love that. We love that.
1: Big New York theme on this episode.
2: Oh, you absolutely. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because New York is really just a metaphor for America. It's the
1: center of the universe. It's the center
2: <laughs> of the universe. On the seventh day, God created New York. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had a really good time talking to these ladies um, I forgot that Sarah Silverman when we first talked to her just had the West Village shop.
1: Yeah, that. And I don't even think it was like a store. It was like you could place custom orders, but Right. it, it wasn't how she has her storefronts now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And Cat wow. Cohen, she only had her book of poetry. I think of her as a Netflix personality now, but she hadn't even signed for that. Basically You know what I mean So We've seen Them grow And Do big things And make big moves And Still Feel Like they haven't done enough Which is interesting
1: Yeah It's interesting To think about When we think about Our own accomplishments You know what I mean
2: Right Oh no it's true Is it Because I never think of My accomplishments As being enough Mm -hmm. But also On the theme of this podcast I think that Women are told that their accomplishments are not enough. Very
1: true. Yeah, yeah. They're harder on themselves, and they feel like they have to do more to prove more to the world, in a way.
2: Yeah. I feel like men are pretty big on congratulating themselves for where they graduated (laughs) from. Uh, For sure. Yeah, what they're like, their app that they're working on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So- Definitely.
2: It's interesting to see these powerhouse women- Feeling like they um, have bigger moves to make and pushing hard still because mm-hmm. yeah I don't know.
1: Well, we think they have done great things so far, but we look forward to seeing what what else they do. Also, oh, you absolutely!
2: Know? Um, so everybody, keep your eyes open for what Sarah Silverman at Funny Face Bakery and what Kat Cohen, comedian extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. keep your eyes open for what they do next because i know that if they've done this much in a year they're going to do more in the coming years so um anyway enough about that i want to say this again if you liked your time with us today and over the past couple of months almost years make sure to rate and review our podcast i'm like getting emotional now
1: I know, I'm like, I can't believe it's the last time we'll ever do this. I know. Little speech.
2: Speech. <laughs> we love reviews. We have loved all of your reviews. In fact, we love them so much. We're going to read one of our favorite reviews right here, right now, at the end of the show. Caitlin, on tour, we've been meeting some of the amazing people who submit reviews. Do you have a favorite review this week?
1: Yes, I do. This is um, one that was left after our Margaret Cho episode, it's called Solid Gold. Now that you've had Margaret Cho as a guest, who would I want to hear next? Indeed, perhaps Loretta Long, better known as Susan from Sesame Street, amazing on stage and in life. I adore this uplifting podcast and continue to be delighted by each episode.
2: I can't...
1: Now I feel bad. It's our last episode, but she gave us a great guest recommendation. Oh,
2: my So God. maybe one
1: day we'll have to ra- raise it...
2: From the dead. From the
1: dead, yeah. And bring <laughs> In a it while back.
2: Yeah. And I want to tell everybody that has left us a review or come up to us on the street and told us that you... Or at a meet and greet and told yeah. us that you love the podcast. Yeah. That it means the world to us. This has been our baby. And... Um, I don't know. It is tempting to think of a future where we bring it back because we have so many stories that we want to tell and yeah. so many people that we want to talk to. And it's so.
1: nice to hear that people listen and are inspired by it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, for the last time, that brings us to my favorite part yeah. of the podcast. The
1: favorite part.
2: Yep. The most emotional part. <laughs> One last time. We've reached this moment, everybody. This podcast was produced by Caitlin Gretham.
1: Oh, it was. Yeah. RIP.
2: And then I did it. The cast included me and also Caitlin, my co-pilot in life, <laughs> and so many other things, my spiritual co-pilot. <laughs> and it was distributed by the amazing studio 71. So thank you for joining us over the past months. Make sure to keep us in your hearts. And as always, remember, if you ever feel down, all you have to do is look into the mirror and say, she's "She's a woman and (laughs) I'll be with you. Bye. Bye, everybody. (laughs) We love you so much. Thank you for sticking with us. We'll be back in some form, whether it be YouTube or... Well, maybe not. TikTok. Or, uh, oh, my God.
1: Anyway, for now, <laughs> for now. follow uh, Ms. Underscore Cracker on Instagram. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and we'll give you the news because we're doing great things. We're making big moves. And I'm trying to be a woman who believes in herself Yeah, like the women on this podcast. Okay,
1: yeah. Good and
2: play. for all of my friends who have children... Um, and for all of our listeners who have children, I hope that you share these stories with your kids because I think that it's so important that women believe in themselves and everybody believe in women. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And now, Caitlin, you get to go to sleep.
1: I'm so tired. <laughs> and
2: I get to go to sleep. Oh, <laughs> my
1: God.